In today's episode, you will receive tips and advice on how to contact your college professors while on lockdown. And also to begin the episode, you will receive the latest and up-to-date information from the ADEA concerning when and where to submit your application, as well as some costs and fees associated with the application. I will share how I stayed in touch with those who wrote my LOR by reading you a personal email I sent to one of my college professors. Furthermore, I will talk about how I informed them to write and submit a letter of recommendation. Welcome back to the Read Dot Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast or by joining the read.dentistry future dentist group page on Facebook. Also, you can now look out for my daily videos I've been posting to the new YouTube channel called read.dentistry pre-dental nation. Now stay tuned for episode 34, where I talk about staying in contact with college professors about letters of recommendation while on lockdown, as well as the latest and up-to-date information concerning your ADEA application. Ogmandino once said, always do your best. What you plant now? you will harvest later. What a fantastic quote. I want all of you to know that the extraordinary efforts you are putting into becoming a dentist will eventually pay off tomorrow. Sometimes it's easy to start feeling discouraged and like all of your efforts will never pay off, but this simply isn't true because they will so long as you don't give up. Thank you as always for joining me. I really appreciate your support and hope everyone is staying safe and doing well. I have a huge favor to ask from all of you. If you could please just open the Apple podcast app on your phone and search for the read.dentistry pre-dental podcast or simply type in my name, Jordan Lundquist. That's Jordan Lundquist spelled L-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. You will find this show's icon featuring the drawing of a tooth and a doctor. Um, There you can click or touch the podcast to open it up and you will be able to scroll to the bottom of the screen and rate the show. So you have to click into the podcast or touching on the iPhone and then scroll all the way to the bottom where you can rate the show and it'll say write a review. Um, I would appreciate so mu- I would appreciate it so much if you did this because it allows for the podcast to be distributed to more people. I also appreciate any feedback as to what more you would like to see in this show. Um, and also, I wanted to talk about why I think why I thought it would be good to um, do this episode because I know right now uh, there's a lot of complications and a lot of questions regarding letters of recommendation, especially uh, you know maybe if you're somebody who hasn't been able to um, reach out to your college professor or the dentist who you would like to write your letter on your behalf, and so I'm hoping that you can find some advice throughout this podcast or of the show because I'm actually going to share a personal email that I sent out to one of my college professors about a year and a half ago when I was, um, you know, keeping and t- when I was thinking about submitting my application and just kind of making sure that th- that we were still on the same page. And so a lot of what I'm going to share can apply um, to not only keeping in contact with somebody who you already asked for a letter of recommendation, 
but also you can use some um, of the things from this letter to even request one for the first time. Um, anyways, just also as a side note, I'm uh, taking the audio where I talk about contacting college professors concerning letters of recommendation from a YouTube video I posted yesterday on my channel. I wanted to make this avail available for all of you who listen here on this podcast as well, but you can also feel free to go visit my YouTube channel, read.dentistry, pre-dental nation, and view the videos I've been uploading daily. Anyways, I also tell you this just so you aren't confused by you know some potential YouTube references. I am, however, going to start off the show by um, giving you the latest and up-to-date information from adea.org website where you will be submitting your application. And um, this should give you, um, you know, the information that you need in terms of when the application will open up and I guess some things that you can be doing during those three weeks where you can act before you can actually submit your application because the application is actually available to be filled out before you are allowed to submit it. So that gives you some time to continue to update your application and to strengthen it. And I think I'll do a separate episode here in the upcoming um in the upcoming week or so about how to strengthen your application during during these three weeks because you are given a few weeks um, when the application opens and before you can submit it. So you should continue to take advantage of those weeks, but also use that time not to procrastinate. So you don't want to wait until the last minute to start filling out that information. And keep in mind, I'm taking this directly from the adea.org website. It says the 2021 ADEA AADSAS, so the ADEA Associated American Dental Schools Application Service application will open on May 12th and submissions open on June 2nd. Applicants can use the extra three weeks to begin completing, reviewing, and strengthening the application before submitting in June. ADEA ADSAS application updates. Each year, ADEA, ADSAS, so ADSAS is the A-A-D-S-A-A-S, if you want to type that in, participating dental schools agree to make modifications to the process and application. In the 2020-2021 cycle, here are the changes applicants can expect to see. So there's a fee assistance program, FAP. We've gone paperless, new for the 2020 2020-2021 application cycle, the ADEA ADSAS fee assistance program goes paperless. Applicants requesting fee assistance are required to submit their requests and supporting documents electronically. And then program selection, applicants can add programs to their application at any point in the application process. Previously, a program was required to be selected before the application could be completed. Fees, the application fees for the 2020-2021 cycle are $259 for the first designation and $112 for each additional designation. So let me just explain a little bit upon that. So you are automatically, no matter how many schools you apply to that first school, say you only apply to one school, it's going to cost you $259 to submit that application. Each additional school after that, so say you want to apply to two schools, then you will add $112 to that first $259. But then each school after that, you know, after 
that first one for $259 will be an additional 112. So just go like if you're applying to 10 schools, I mean, this is pretty common sense, but just to clarify, it'll be $259 plus nine times $112. And that'll be your grand total for the initial application fee. But keep in mind these schools, they will know that you applied to their school and they're going to email you back with a um, supplementary application which generally is going to cost you additional money to fill that application for the specific school. And then finally, it says new data, a new experience type dental shadowing, and new question about applicant status as a first-generation college student has been added. Okay, so the main reason I really wanted to go over this was just to let you know that the application is going to open on May 12th. So please, if you are, you know, hopefully you have been keeping in contact well with your um, evaluators for your letters of recommendation. But if not, please make sure that you're reaching out to them, that you're keeping, that you're staying, um, you're communicating as well as possible. Let them know that, you know, you would love to be able to have that letter of recommendation in as soon as possible. Um, fortunately, you know, you don't have to submit your application. You know, the application opens to be submitted on June 2nd, even though you can open up the application to start, be, you know, start filling it out on May 12th. So like I said, ideally, the sooner the better for them to get in their letters of recommendation. But if you haven't reached out to somebody yet about writing your letter of recommendation, and fortunately, this gives you enough time before June 2nd, you know, a month should be plenty of time for them to write that letter. Um, but just know that as long as you get that in by June 2nd, you shouldn't have any problem with having a complete application. However, you know, obviously the sooner the better because it's going to, um, it's going to, going to be less anxiety and less stress induced upon yourself if you can get those letters in um, as soon as possible. And now I'm going to play the audio from the YouTube video where I released the letter that I wrote to my evaluator. Welcome back, Reed Dentistry Pre-Dental Nation. I am Jordan Lundquist, and you are the future dentist of the United States of America or whichever other country you plan on practicing in. So today I actually have a treat for you. I've noticed lately there's been a lot of questions regarding how you go about asking a teacher or another healthcare professional, a dentist for a letter of recommendation. So I actually want to share with you an example of that. And I wrote this about a year and a half ago. So this might come off as, or I guess this might be a little abnormal to you, at least, you know, some of the lingo in here, because I went to um, BYU-Idaho, which is a church school. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, so we address each other a little bit differently within the church as per custom. Like if it's a man, we call it, refer to them as brother. And then if it's a woman, a uh, sister, so-and-so. So in your case, it's probably going to come off as like, you know, dear, um, professor, so-and-so. Um, and then obviously there'll be some things within here that are a little bit more, um, related to like a church school, but regardless, a lot of this material, I think you can extract from here and you can you know, draw some ideas as to how you might want to go about asking for a letter of recommendation if you haven't done so already. And also if you are, you know, a few years away from applying to dental school, I think a lot of these things could apply to you as well. Um, so just kind of take from here. I hope that you can gather the information necessary from here to help in asking. And then also you'll see towards the end that I give them instructions as to how they will go about either holding on to that letter if you're asking ahead of time 
and then also saving it for later and as well as giving them instructions as to where they will submit it. So yeah, that's pretty much the purpose of this video. I'm just going to share exactly um, what I wrote through email to a teacher. And also you'll see this too, but keep in mind that I went into this teacher's office ahead of time and already asked if they could, you know, requested that they ask or that they write a letter of recommendation on behalf, on my behalf. So they had already agreed to it. And then I'm just following up on that here. And so you might find yourself in that situation. I also realized too that because of the coronavirus, you might not be in a situation where you can go into their office and ask for a letter of rec recommendation. Sorry, I'm stuttering there. But um, you might just have the option to you know, reach out to them via email. And so this would um, might be a perfect example of some ideas that you could do. Anyways, I'm gonna start here and it says, Dear Brother DeWall, last month I came into your office and spoke with you about a letter of recommendation for dental school, and I really appreciate your willingness to do so. I'm going to attach my resume and personal statement to help give a better premise of myself. I also wanted to include why I chose to ask you to write this letter on my behalf. So just a few points I wanna talk about here. A lot of teachers, I think they do appreciate if you attach your resume and personal statement, because that's going to help them um, provide a better idea of who you are. Keep in mind there are thousands of students who go through their classes over the years, so it might be hard for them to, hard for them to specifically remember you. you know, hopefully you had them pretty recently and that's why you're asking, or maybe it's a teacher that you've developed a relationship with over the years, and that's probably preferable anyways. But this is really going to help them write a more top-notch letter of recommendation for you. It'll, be, it'll help them write something that's more specific, and then that's going to come off stronger to the admissions committee than something that's super general that the admissions committee can tell that, okay, like this person clearly just was desperate for a letter of recommendation. They probably didn't really plan this out, and that will be you know, pretty transparent throughout that letter. So this will help them to write a stronger letter of recommendation for you. And including um, specifically to the teacher you're asking a letter of recommendation from, why you chose them to write the letter, I think that that is huge because it shows that, you know, like, um, it, I mean, it can be like flattering, but also it gives them a better idea of, you know, why is it, what is it about that teacher that would, um, you know, help improve your odds of getting to dental school? Like, why not ask another teacher? I think that they'll think, you know, it'll help them to feel more important towards that process if you include why they would be a good person to write that letter for you. Anyways, I go on to say, I took your courses for both genetics and immunology. While I was far from the most academically successful student in those classes, I can proudly say that I gave my best and did so honestly. I also really enjoy the opportunity to participate in the seminar. I embraced the chance to learn and present my findings on diabetes. I found the experience very rewarding as it expanded my knowledge on such a prevalent worldwide issue and allowed me to practice my public speaking skills. So I was just reminding this teacher that, um, you know, beyond him being uh, having me in class for genetics and immunology, he actually offered a, an opportunity for any students who were interested in doing a research project. And I think it was like for a group that he had. So it was like an elective group, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't really for class points, maybe it's for extra credit, but he did promise, you know, anybody who participates in this research seminar and presents on it, you know, I will gladly write you a letter of recommendation. So I was kind of holding him to that, but, you know, I felt justified in doing so because he did make that promise. And I 
had a pretty decent relationship with him anyway. So I did feel confident in that. And so just kind of giving him a reminder of those things, I think definitely helps. And, you know, obviously you might not have something specifically like this, maybe you do, but there could be something else, you know, a unique experience that you could bring up that maybe there was a time when, you know, you did them a favor or whatever. My other one I actually wrote that I could show you, but I chose this one instead. I was a TA for a certain teacher who wrote me a letter of recommendation. So that was a little bit easier to be honest, because I think if you're a TA for anybody, like they'll probably be willing to write you a letter of, a letter of recommendation. I graduated from high school in 2012, and since that time, I completed a year of school at Penn State Altoona, served a mission in the Pocatello, Idaho, and Campinas, Brazil missions. So I actually um, went to Idaho for a little bit of time for a church mission, and then for about two years, I was in Brazil. Um, and as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's common for us to go on proselyting missions. You probably know that by now if you've ever met anybody who is a member of our faith. Anyways, I finished up my course load at BYU, Idaho, and will have completed eight years in the National Guard March. I'm currently in the middle of my human biology and dental internship. So just giving them a little bit more of an idea of who I am, um, and this will help them in writing a letter of recommendation. It'll, it might help them to remember who you are. Um, I'm a husband and a father. I have a little son named Porter who's eight months old. My wife, Ivana, is also a BYU, Idaho graduate and is a certified veterinarian technician. I have a Sheltie named Homer who was just who just turned two. So I actually included that because I knew he was a big dog person. So that, you know, just a little bit of a, if you kind of know your teacher a little bit, a little brown nosing never hurts. Um, I have a testimony of Jesus Christ and strive to live faithfully and improve each day. So, you know, that's, I mean, I, I do have a strong testimony of Jesus Christ, but um, because this was a church school, that was something that was definitely um more pertinent so you might not say something like that but it could help i don't know <laughs> um, i'm very grateful for my time at byu idaho and often reflect on how much i learned and gained um, and experienced during the few short years i spent in rexburg rexburg is where byu idaho is and it's actually close to yellowstone um, besides finding uh, my wife and having a son i am most proud of how i kept pushing forward uh, with human biology and pre-dental courses despite being tempted to give up. Most of all, I'm happy and relieved to say I was honest with myself, my teachers, my classmates, and God. There is no rush in completing the evaluation. It is my hope to have it written before June 1st, 2019. You will receive an email detailing instructions on how and where to submit the letter online. I am waiving the option to see the letter and wish for it to remain confidential. So this is a pretty common practice that a lot of dental students do, you know, so you won't ever see what they write about you. Um, I think this is the recommendation from the ADEA. I even like said this to one of the dentists that wrote me a letter. I was like, hey, I'm waiving my option, but he showed me the letter anyways, so whatever. Sometimes they'll just show you anyways. Um, and I wish for it to remain confidential. The letter should be addressed generally to whom it may concern. So there, because keep in mind, this letter of recommendation is going to go to multiple dental schools. So um, they will address it to whom it may concern. So they might not know that. So you kind of need to remind them. The letter should also be submitted on an official letterhead that is signed. So I think that, you know, an official letterhead that is signed, I, I can't remember if I had an example of that, but um, I think fortunately I, I told them this. So I actually got this. The reason that I knew to do this was because another student who applied to dental school gave me an idea of how he went about asking for that letter of recommendation. So fortunately, they knew what this what this meant and they didn't ask me any questions. But <laughs> thank you so much once again for helping me out with this pursuit. If there are any further questions, please feel free to contact and ask me. And then sincerely, Jordan Monquist. 
I left my contact info here, my school email. So anyways, I hope this kind of gives you a better idea of how to ask for a letter of recommendation or follow up with that letter of recommendation from someone whom you may have asked. Um, they will receive specific instructions from the ADEA. Like when you go in and start filling out your application here, I think in a few weeks, you know, you'll submit their emails there and then they're, they're automatically gonna get an email sent um, from that portal from, you know, wherever they do the application. I think it's ADEA portal and they will be prompted to fill out, um, or prompted as to how to submit that letter. And so for now, you might want to ask them to save it away because they're not going to, you know, store it away somewhere in a file on their computer and then just have it in a place they know to remember for when they receive that email. When they receive that email, because you should know when that link is sent out, just kind of shoot them another email and remind them, say, hey, um, you know, let me know if you've received that email. If not, um, let me see if I can try to send it again. So anyways, I hope that this helped. I just, I think it helps to have like examples and to see this for yourself because this is literally the, um, the email that I sent to the teacher and then, you know, ended up working out. And so I just kind of kept up with them. You have to be diligent. You have to, um, you have to be a go-getter for sure. Like you and now stay tuned for a few more tips of advice just following our one minute break to thank the sponsor of this show, which is Anchor. So I just wanted to say that you can use similar strategies as stated in this audio where I read and explained a little bit about the email I sent out to my teacher regarding the LOR. So you can use some of those same tips and strategies um, in regards to the dentist or other healthcare professionals whom you're going to request a letter of recommendation from. Um, they might be less familiar with the process, so it's possible that you're going to have to do an even more um, diligent job of explaining the process to them and walking them through it because keep in mind a lot of your teachers they are going to be familiar with it so long as they've been around for a while because you're probably not the first person who has asked them for a letter of recommendation regardless the system you know the adea system is updating annually so there could be some differences that could throw them off so just always keep them in the loop and then I just wanted to say, make sure that you're always showing gratitude, you know, gratitude towards your college teachers who are going to be writing your letters of recommendation and also the dentists or healthcare professionals, because this is just really going to make it more of a positive experience in the future. You know, you all, you want to be grateful just because it's the right thing to do, obviously. And I don't need to give you this lecture. Like you guys already know this, but just try to keep, always keep in mind um, the people that are going to be behind you and applying because I know personally I've had experiences where, um, you know, job shadowing experiences have been affected because some of the students kind of started using and abusing the system and they weren't being very respectful. And so that kind of ruined ruined it for us and had negative consequences. So just always keep that in mind, just being mindful of others as well. Um, keep your evaluators updated. I, I already talked about this, but that's, oh, sorry. And what I mean by keeping them updated is actually keeping them updated with you personally in your journey in terms of, um, you know, getting accepted into dental school. So I've said this in previous episodes, but don't just dine and dash. What's dine and dashing? You eat and then you leave without paying. It's like you don't want to just like use and abuse them and then just not care about them again because they're going to be interested in your success. They did take, you know, probably a considerable amount of time out of their schedule to write this letter. And so, you know, the least that you can do is show gratitude and just keep them up to date by telling them, um, just keeping them informed of your journey. They will really appreciate that. I think that 
is the whole vision of a teacher is just being able to see their students succeed and just know that they're going to want to help you as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Your support means so much to me. If you're a fan of this podcast, and as stated earlier, I would really appreciate it if you could do me the favor in taking just a minute of your time to leave the show a review so I can continue to prove it for everyone else and so it can get distributed to more people. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you could take um, a little bit of your time to just share this podcast with somebody else. I look forward to you all tuning back in on Thursday for another great episode. Thanks again. And until next time, peace.